Hey, what's up guys, Travis here. And if you've been following me or my story for any length of time, you know that I started a company called Guestio about a year and a half ago now. And one of the things that we are doing this year in 2022 is we're building a concierge program called the Fast Pass that allows you to get booked on top quality shows and platforms for the purpose of spreading awareness for your brand, grabbing attention, uh, growing your credibility, your authority, et cetera, et cetera. And so if you are listening to this right now and you are a seven figure plus entrepreneur and you have a budget to bring in traffic, attention, credibility, authority to your brand, then this might be a really great program for you. Just head over to travischapel.com slash 10K. Why 10K? Because we guarantee in this program that you're going to be able to speak in front of 10,000 people within 90 days. Okay, 10,000 people within 90 days. Imagine getting on a stage in front of 10,000 people to share your message, your story. That's exactly what we are doing inside of this program through virtual stages like podcasts or virtual events or YouTube channels or blogs. You name it, we are working with it, and we are trying to get you booked on those platforms. So travischapel.com slash 10x. There's a quick application there, and then right at the end of that application, it'll prompt you to set up a phone call where you'll jump on a call with me, and we'll talk through whether or not you're a great fit for this program. Please act fast on this. Do not wait because we are only taking on one or two clients a week due to uh, constraints with our team and the limited supply of high quality shows and platforms that are out there in the market. So if that's you and you're really wanting to explode your brand in 2022, head over to travischapel.com slash 10K, fill out the application, schedule a quick phone call, and you and I will chat really soon about whether or not this would be a great fit for you. Thanks guys. Talk to you soon. If you're tired of the old way of networking, the business cards, the awkward conversations, and the aggressive pitches, but you know how crucial your network is to your success in life, then you're in the right place. Welcome to Build Your Network, the only top-rated show committed to helping you master content networking, foster real relationships, increase your authority, and build the network of your dreams. Listen in on conversations with world-class entrepreneurs, authors, thought leaders, and more as we deconstruct their best strategies for your success. So get ready to burn your business cards, ditch the name tag, and discover the new way to network with your host, Travis Chappell. I mean, we've worked with some major companies, I mean, Starbucks, Apple, you know, like big household names, you know, like companies that we, that we all know. Um, how do you even begin to keep the brand consistent at that scale? You know, like when you're trying to communicate, some people sit down with, you know, just their personal brand Facebook page or with, uh, with one singular, uh, you know, speech or something and try to keep this consistency. How do you do that at such a massive scale with some of these, these larger companies? Well, the first answer is super boring. I think you have to be quite operational. Mm. I'm, I'm a super operational leader and it's, it's sometimes not in the sexy things. It's in the little things, you know, the second is a humility to say, mm. I work for a phenomenal brand and my job is not to innovate and make a name for myself. My job is to pay tribute to this brand and bring it to life the very best that I can in the context in which, you know, I find myself. So in the instance of Apple and Starbucks, I was bringing those brands to China. Yeah. Well, there's always this globalization question. How much of it is maintaining the global image of the brand and how much is localizing to the market? 
And I think for big brands like this, we want to be humble and say, people are coming to the Apple store because it's the Apple store. They don't want to come to the Chinese Apple store. There are lots of those and a lot of them aren't real. They want the Apple store experience. So how do I distill the things that really make the Apple store the Apple store and hold really true to those? Mm -hmm. I remember having conversations because we're so specific about the way the brand is presented there, you have to really have some data and really feel convicted about the things you wave your flag on that say China's different. One was the footfall. We have so many people in our stores, especially in the early days when we first opened retail, you would find people, you know, sometimes people would open a door and like previous customers will fall out because the store is literally that packed. Wow. So you realize you need, you need signage. You need very, this is not sexy marketing, but it is part of how we present the brand. And I think that that's another question is how do we define the word marketing these days? Yeah. For me, it's about customer experience. So what is the customer's experience with the Apple brand? Falling out of my store is not a great customer experience. We're not accustomed to making um, wayfinding signage because it's not very beautiful. And yet I need it to make sure my customers are safe and they understand the right way. And these doors just can't be opened anymore. <laughs> so we had to find ways to debate very, very small questions like what's the best wayfinding sign? How do we build those? We don't have any of those anywhere in the world, but we do need them here. And having those discussions, it's, it's a little surprising sometimes how much time you put into them, but that's how much we all care about the brand yeah. and making sure we represent the brand in print in case anyone photographs it. And it's put in media to the experience of the humans who are sort of um, blessing us with their interest to come into our store. Right. Yeah. That's such a valuable way to look at it because I think so many times the conversation stops at how do you get a lead or how do you get a customer or how do you bring someone to you? But the experience once you're there is something that most people don't think about, you know, and, and it's the reason that a lot of companies struggle is they don't think past the, how do we get them here? What sale can we do? What, what's this like? And again, it's really interesting knowing your background, knowing your kind of history, like you've always cared about others' experiences. Like it started, that's what was kind of fueling the, the desire to get into medicine. And I want to have them to have a better experience with someone. I want them to be cared for the right way. And that seems like that's carried over into every single chapter moving forward. And that's, I think that's really neat to see. Um, you, you already leaned a little bit into uh, the second part of this question, uh, which is you, you have ran these companies over in China, these American-based companies, and taken them out into a different market. And uh, again, my, my question is, how do you take that kind of you know, well-known brand, that established brand, and how do you contextualize it without sacrificing what makes that brand that brand? And you've answered this a little bit already, mm -hmm. but- when you were first tasked with this and you had to decide like, how much do I make this? Like you said, the Chinese version of the Apple store, or how do I make this, you know, how do I tweak it enough to be culturally relevant while also maintaining the brand integrity? Um, how did you first even go about <laughs> tackling that? Something simple. And I thought it was so insightful. What you just said, and this is why you're so good at what you do, I wrote down because you're right. I, I do care about others' experiences. I don't think I've ever articulated that so succinctly, but that's the core. We often come into things as business leaders thinking, what is my business objective? What is my mission? What is my vision? What are my KPIs? Well, if I'm thinking about how many I want to sell or how I want to present my brand, what I'm focused on is inward versus who am I serving? And yeah. what experience do I want to give them? I think when we, we turn that vision outward, we want to, of course, tie it back to our own goals. 
But if we if we put the focus on the person we're serving or the person who we think is going to be interested in us and how do we help them become aware, not so that I can sell them shit, but because I can interest them in something and I believe they'll be delighted at the end of it. And it's my job to make sure I understand that person that I that I can validate they will in fact be delighted by the thing because I'm not here to make a quick buck. And then I figure out how to engage them. And, and to your previous point, how do I create a seamless experience from online to offline from the first moment they engage with me to the ongoing relationship that we hopefully build over time. Right. Yeah. It's the, it's kind of like this science of joy, you know, like how do you make that big brand very deeply personal? And that's where I think a, a brand like Apple really wins is that it has become a emotional thing, you know, like I, I remember, a, I remember a few years ago, there was a, there was a commercial and it was a, it was a teenage boy on his phone and like distracted all through the Christmas season. And it was a very, it was a ton of views and hits on this video. And basically it came at the end and he was filming this Christmas short for his family. It was like this very powerful short saying like he looks disconnected, but he's actually connecting really deeply and emotionally through the Apple product. And I remember my family watching it during that time. And I was just saying like that kind of nailed what an ad should be. Like it communicated this experience for the customer. It goes beyond just like how many megapixels in a camera or, you know, what percentage discount it it's this very calculated you know, kind of scientific way of like explaining how you're going to feel when you have that product in hand or when you go into one of these locations. And um, that is, like I said, it goes a lot deeper than just all of those stats. <laughs> it's this very specific. And I think it takes a person like you, who, like I said, is so concerned about what is that person's experience initially. That's it for this episode. If you want to connect with Travis and other like-minded people who also listen to the show, then you're going to want to head over to travischapel.com slash group to join his free Facebook group, Podcast to Profit. Travis will see you there. And remember to leave every relationship better than you found it. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.